When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm back and I'm all beyonce fired, okay? I've went to see the queen. I've got a new perspective on life and I'm ready to get into the things, okay? Y'all, this is the first Get Ready With Me for Loki Season 2 episode, okay? I'm recapping episodes 1 and 2 of the first season, and I kind of put a new perspective on it now that we know a lot more about the multiverse saga, okay? But first, I get into my most recent trip. Y'all know I went down to Houston, was supposed to be for about four days, wound up being five. Child, I'll tell y'all all about that. But then I get into the Loki of it all. So it's going to be a fun episode, okay? This is going to be the first of three. And then next Friday, we start getting into the new season. October 5th, I believe, is when the new season drops. So I'll be trying to do one-day turnaround. So I'll try to give it to you. If it comes out Thursday, give it to you Friday. Who child? It's going to be a, a hassle. But I love y'all and I love Marvel. So I'm going to try to do it, okay? Before you get into this episode, Drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. You know I love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Hi, my pumpkin loves. I'm back. I don't know why it feels like it's been so long since I recorded. I don't know if y'all know, but I I think I might have said last Thursday, I recorded a ton of episodes because I was recording for other people's podcasts. I was recording for mine because if y'all don't know, last um, Friday, I left for Houston. And then I had, child, it was all kind of, that whole day of travel was a mess. And the day trying to come back was a mess, too. I got stuck in Houston an extra day. Don't get me started, okay? It was a whole thing. I got back later than I was supposed to. It, it, it was a whole thing, a whole nother day. Anyway, this weekend was, I, I recorded all these episodes, and I just feel like I haven't recorded in so long that I'm so happy to be here. Hi, guys. What's up? Oh, my God. I want to, so, 
This is my first Get Ready With Me <laughs> Loki Season 2 episode. So I'm going to be talking about on this episode, uh, Loki Season 1 episode. No, yeah, Season 1 episodes 1 and 2. So I'm going to combine. I'm going to put out three of these total. I'll put out one today, which you're listening to, obviously. I'll put out one on Friday. And then I'll put out the other one probably next Wednesday so that you have all three, like, recaps, you know, the entire season. And then I'll put out for the new season on Friday, which is what I'll be doing because who is going to be a quick turnaround, but I'm going to do it. They've now got it to where Loki, I think Ahsoka and the releases have been so popular and so well received that now we're going to start watching the stuff together again. And I fucking love this change. So now we're going to be getting Loki, I think it may be like, eight o'clock Eastern and then uh, on Thursday. So it's a set time. It's not just like, oh, two in the morning, it's released for everybody to watch. No, bitch. You can go to work and not worry about it getting ruined for you, okay? You can just take your ass home and you can watch it and it's going to be a beautiful thing, okay? So I'm very excited about that. Before I get into the actual Loki of it all, because, you know, I'll be, the way I'll do these recaps is I'm going to not go through every minute detail like I did in the first episodes, but I will be linking out to those episodes in the show notes. So if you want to go back and listen to those old episodes, feel free, baby. They out there, baby. They got some more detail, baby. But I'm doing these like more high level. I'm doing it as like you've already seen the episodes. Let's go back. Let's recap them. And let's kind of talk about how they relate to everything that's happened in the multiverse since so it's gonna be a good little time okay get re- I'm, i feel like an influencer doing these get ready with me bitch okay it's gonna be good but before we get into the loki of it all y'all know the reason i had to do all those episodes and the reason i had to go out of town and be delayed in a houston for a couple days is because i went to see the queen i want to tell y'all about beyonce now look If you haven't been to the concert yet, but you plan on going, I think the dates end on the 1st. So that's like this week. So if you ain't been yet, you go, go. But if you haven't been yet, then just stop this episode. If you want to be surprised and all that kind of stuff, just wait. Okay, just pause. Just wait. Just hold on. Just wait. And just come back to this episode later on. Okay. But if you do, if you a bitch that don't care, you like, you know what? Now, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm going to listen right now. I love her. I love her. I want to hear what happened. Okay. Well, buckle in. So, let me tell you something. Getting to the concert, easy peasy, okay? We had all rented, it was me and all my cousins. We had, like, a a rental car. And uh, it was about six of us total. But we were taking the main, well, the main reason I went to go is because I love, you know, the Renaissance album. I love Beyonce and my family. We always go see Beyonce in concert. But one of the special reasons about this concert was we were taking my little cousin. She's six years old. She is obsessed with Beyonce. She knows the songs. She does the dances. She loves her some Beyonce. And we were taking her to the concert for the first time. And she was so excited, okay? She got so many compliments. She had her Renaissance outfit on. She had her little, a glittery dress on. Her little glittery, I don't know if they were Uggs or child on them, but they, they were some little flat shoes, okay? So she was comfortable the whole night. She had her braids done up. Like, it was a whole thing, okay? It was cuteness. So it was wonderful. Everybody complimented her. It was so fun. Getting to the concert, easy. It was my cousin. He dropped us off. They dropped us all off down there. We just had to, like, actually find the gate. So, like, the gate to get in to actually walk there. Woo! You had to walk a little bit, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. You had to walk a little bit, okay? But once you got there, it was easy peasy. No problem. Getting there, easy. Leaving the damn concert, whoo! Because we told him, look, we don't want you to come back and get us. We just go take an Uber. Now, look. 
I've told you about how me and my, like, some of my cousins travel. This was the good travel group, okay? Now, I'm, I'm not going to say that about all my cousins, okay? You know who you are, okay? You know who the fuck you are. So, don't slide my DMs. Don't text me. No, you know who the fuck you are, okay? So, I, you know, this was the good group. Normally, we would have rented a, we were going to have, like, a, we do it up for Beyonce. We are going to have, like, a car service, just drop us off, take us there, all like that. Because it was Beyonce in Houston, it was our first time doing Houston. Y'all know Beyonce is from Houston, if you don't know. Well, she's from Houston. The fact that it was Beyonce, when I tell you everybody was busting heads, like that, it would have been, I, the car service were quoting us like close to $2,000. We were like, child, I wish the fuck I would. Like, love you, B, but no, nah, girl. So we weren't doing no car service. We were like, no, we're not going to do that. We'll just get an Uber on the way back. We already knew, like, you know, we, we're Uberers. We know how to, this works. You know, we're going to have to go to, like, another location because trying to get picked up at the stadium would have been a nightmare. So it's like, okay, we'll just, like, walk to another little location. We'll figure it out. Child, getting out the concert was the first obstacle, okay? It was a whole little tinky, 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 ting. So, uh, it, uh, uh, <laughs> look, it, uh, I'm tired just thinking about it. We had to walk down that ramp. The ramp was, we had to go down about five flights of ramp. The people that were moving so slow, it was like herding cattle. It was all types of awful, but it was all kind of amazing too because we was all just still on a high. We was on a high. We was real high, okay? We was just high. It was wonderful, okay? High, ha, 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 ha. It was all great. So, we get down there. We managed to, okay, first we're about to die. These folk, the Uber people that, like, you know, there are Uber people that, like, the people that have, like, the Uber sign, the Lyft sign, and the taxi sign, all the next damn thing. Now, how you working for all these damn companies uh, 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 when the tax people said we don't like y'all, we we taxes, we hate you Uber bitches. I don't know how this works, but it works out like that. Child, they were quoting $400 to get us back to our area. Now, we were staying in, like, a nice area of Houston. We were staying in the Woodlands. So, if y'all don't know, we went to the Woodlands. We stayed at the Woodlands Resort. Y'all know it has its own, like, water. Water park there. It has the Lazy River. It is it's so nice. If anybody goes to Houston, I definitely recommend staying at the Woodlands. It is beautiful, okay? It is wonderful. The staff, everyone is amazing. I, I, I have no, literally no bad remarks about our stay there. It was so good. So, we... Whew, we were trying to get the people to take us back for but They were like 400. We were like, that's ridiculous. But then we at a certain point, we were like, you know, we might as well just pay it because it's too much. But we were like, no, let's walk down and we'll like, because uh, the Uber people on the app, they were like, well, no rides are near here. But if you walk down to like, uh, what was it? Kirby Street, you can get you a ride. So we're like, okay, bitch. Okay, bitch. Okay, bitch. We'll go walk down to Kirby Street. It's okay. Child, my cousins, uh, 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 they, listen. They knees ain't what they used to be, okay? <laughs> we finally managed to get there. We got about halfway, but then we saw them, uh, you know what a pedicab is? Well, they, they got a lot of pedicabs like in uh in Canada. I went to Canada and I pedicabbed all over downtown through the city. It was so beautiful. But we pedicabbed over to like where we needed to be. So it was like a donut shop. Child, listen, it was drag queens with their heels off sitting down. It was uh, the, the girls, they was in there with the men's with their skirts on and broad shoulders. They was there. They had their heels off. Uh, the straight men's who was there with their women's, they was there. It was all kind of stuff, okay? So it, it looked like a rundown. Do you know when you when you lead a drag show, it looked like a rundown ass. <laughs> Everybody looked mopped over, okay? Everybody had a good ass time at this concert. And they let me tell you something. They put their outfits on, baby, okay? We was looking good at that Houston concert. Everybody was looking good, okay? I'm going to try to still do it. I'm going to do a reel or something to show y'all my outfit and show y'all, like, the song she was doing, everything. I mean, it's going to be a whole little tingity, 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 ting. So, I'm going to put something together. But 
we managed to get down there. We waiting on the whooper. When the whooper's over there, it, it, it's still a, a whole problem. But at that point, my cousin, we, you know, because we were talking in the group chat, he was like, okay, well, why don't I just come back and get y'all? Like, it's a hike, but I don't mind. Like, I'd rather do that instead of, like, you know, having y'all out there waiting on the Uber and even chat. These shady-ass Uber drivers, the ones where you don't, like, put it on the app. This is how sex trafficking happen. I'm sorry. Uber, I'm not trying to, like, throw y'all on the bus or nothing, but, you know, I'm not associating this with y'all company. This is all alleged, alleged, alleged. But... These men walking around that have like these signs and everything, and then they holding out the sign that says, well, I'll, you know, Uber or I'll take you or whatever this is on their phone. Mm-mm. 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 Especially if you alone. Mm-mm. Because you ain't got to call them on the app. They're just riding by. Mm-mm. 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 I don't, I don't know about that. I, it couldn't have been us, but he ended up coming to get us. So it, it all worked out in the end. And who, chat? I feel like the concert didn't end to like, Maybe like twelve thirty. I think she started at nine forty-five. I think it ended around twelve thirty. Chad, as far as we was going, we didn't get back to the hotel till about three. You know, Black Four Day and stop at Whataburger and everything. Chad, I'm so sick of y'all. I'm ready to go home. But that's a whole nother thing. Um, the actual concert. Oh my God. Okay, that concert. I don't. I don't know how Beyonce tops herself. Literally every time, you know, you get to a certain point, you're like, oh my God, nothing be better than a Beyonce experience. Then you go to uh, Miss Carter World Tour, you're like, oh my God, nothing be better than Miss uh, Carter World Tour. Then you go to Unrun Part 2, you're like, oh my God, nothing be better than Unrun Part 2. And then you uh, see uh, uh, Coachella or Beachella. Oh my God, nothing in this history will ever be greater than Beachella. And then you get to the Renaissance World Tour, you're like, holy shit, how she go top herself? She's talking about she got two more albums coming out that's a part of this Renaissance experience. What we go do, girl? So I don't it, it, listen. The thing I, I've seen, like, I'm always one of those people that's like, nope, I'm not gonna watch no videos when people start posting them when they go to the concert. I follow all the fan pages, but nope, I'm not gonna watch them either. Child, the first night I was watching all them videos, dancing in my bed. I was like, hey, you better get it, be you better, you better get it, be get it, be. I'm uh, hyping Beyonce up from my bed, foot uh swollen. She got listen. I, I, I thought I knew everything about this concert. I had no idea Beyonce came out on the ballads, bitch. Okay. I thought she go, you know, Beyonce concert. I'm fully expecting her to come out to Crazy in Love, like a new iteration of Crazy in Love, a jazz cover, uh, a, a trio beat. I don't know. I thought it was gonna be a drill, like in Chicago. I ain't know what it was gonna be. Okay, I thought it was gonna be a new cover of Danger in Love. I thought Jay Z might uh pop his ass out of there somewhere. I ain't know, y'all. It the the stage. Filled with fog, she came up from the ground, and the the background beat to "Dangerously in Love" started playing. Y'all, when I tell you we went off in that stadium, she didn't need to sing because we sang enough for. Y'all know me, Tom Hamlet of the Dumpster Dive Podcast. He had told me, he said, "I'm not gonna tell you what song she did on this." He said, "But you're gonna be so happy because she does it like a lot of the." the undercover hits that you love. Cause me and, you know, me and Tom have road trip together. So he knows that like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they be like, Oh my God, what's your favorite Beyonce song? Oh, you know, I like, uh, this one, you know, naming all the upbeat songs. I love Beyonce's like the, un you know, boy, you'll be the death of me. You're my James Dean. You make me feel like I'm 17. You know, I like the slow bops, okay? Because she do a slow bop with the bop bop. So I'm like, okay, this perfect. I'm going to have such a good time. Y'all, 
she came out with a with a nasty gown on too. Oh, it was see through, but it was black on the side. It had a big puff sleeve. Nasty, okay. She came out. She did dangerously in love. She went into flaws and all. She went into one plus one. She did I care. My all time favorite song. She did uh rather die young. I listen before Renaissance came out. You couldn't tell me nothing about the four album. Four was my favorite Beyonce album. She was singing on that album like it was for her, like the rent was due. Okay, she left Matthew and she said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, girl, I'm going to something else. I'm sick of your ass." She did plastic off the sofa. Y'all know that's my shit too, baby. When she did heated, I ain't know. I, uh, listen, I, I my whole section was going to fuck off. Okay, tip, tip, tip on hardwood floors. Ten, ten, tens across the board. Or I was look, we was going up. Okay, it was a whole goddamn experience. I loved it from start to finish. If you not have a chance to go see Renaissance, drop everything you're doing. Uh, go to Louisiana, okay? Get you a last-minute ticket. It won't be too much, just like 5000 That's all. But get you a last-minute ticket. Go sit in that audience. I don't care how high up you got to be because that stage big enough you're going to see anything anyway, okay? Y'all, whew, I'm damn near dizzy. I had the time of my life, okay? Oh, I'm just so... Damn it, I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just so happy, okay? Look, I need to get to the Loki of it all, but I did want to address one more thing before uh, I jump to Loki. Oh, last thing, okay, about the Beyonce concert. Child and our section, I don't know what song it happened during, but it was during one, let me see if I can look and see. Because it happened during one of my, I'm talking about my motherfucking songs, and I don't remember what it was. It might have been, uh, you know, we love before I let go. I, it might have been that one, but I, don't, I can't remember for sure. But it was somewhere in like the non-Renaissance stuff, because if it was Renaissance, I wouldn't pay, child, I wouldn't pay that as no attention. But, uh, not, not, not Beyonce, I'm talking about the girl I'm about to talk about Because you know, Rihanna, Renaissance is my favorite Beyonce album So y'all know But I went off from start to finish Beyonce did all my shit, okay But it had been one of the non-Renaissance songs But I would, you know, we would uh, dance it and have them good time You know, all this kind of stuff And I look over and it looks like there's like some kind of panic And out of nowhere, this guy that was like standing in the back He Darts are like he takes off like for line. I'm like, oh shit. Cause like you can see people like, oh my God, what is it? I don't know what's going on. I'm, you know me, whenever I'm in a crowd and I see like this kind of panic, I'm naturally assuming it's a, a mass shooter. Like every time, I don't care what it is. Like this happened at the mall. This is happening like everywhere. Girl, uh, bath and body works. I don't care. I'm always assuming that and I, it, it's sign, it, it, it scares me. Okay. But I don't know why he ran off, but then my cousin who was next to me, she's a nurse. So she walked down there like it was on our row. She walked down on our row. Apparently, child, now, okay. Now, after I saw what this girl had on, I wasn't surprised, but child, a girl passed the fuck out at the Beyonce concert. Like, passed out, sitting down. Like, she was, I'm she was like this. Everybody was scared and everything. Girl, listen. Y'all gonna let these Renaissance outfits kill y'all, okay? <laughs> All this saran wrap and twill and plastic and shit. Y'all need to be careful, okay? I Listen, we was all scared as hell. My cousin helping the girl until the paramedics got there. Child, not the paramedics never came. Why security come over there? What the fuck y'all finna do? <laughs> and y'all, uh, the, the way y'all was looking, I know y'all ain't got no damn, uh, what's it called, uh, CPR training. Let my cousin just do it. Let her figure it out, and we'll figure it out from there. That shit was scary. Now, look, call me evil if you want to. I was really trying to focus on her. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, she okay? Help her. Uh, we gotta get. Oh my god. Uh, and you know all like that. 
child, Beyonce was performing my shit, so I was half looking at her, half twirling my whole ass. I ain't know what was going on, but I know one thing. I was get, get a bit, get, 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 get a bit, get, 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 get a bit. The whole time, dancing my ass off while this girl passed the fuck out. I, I look, I, I felt comfort knowing that my cousin was there, okay? She's an amazing nurse. She's a uh, RN, like a manager of the, the, the nurses or whatever. So I'm like, okay, she in good hands. I, I I can go and roll my tussie, you know. So I didn't mind, but oh, that was a whole other thing. But the actual thing I want to talk about, uh, just super quick before I go on to Loki, uh, the writer strike. Oh my God, I I genuinely felt like the writer strike was never going to end. Like I was like at least like until twenty twenty four. I was like the way these companies are holding out are being being assholes is so ridiculous. But y'all, after like I want to say one hundred and forty eight days. The writer's strike has officially ended. Thank the Lord, okay? Because this part, listen, this podcast would have been entirely uh, <laughs> reality TV for a while because I don't know what the hell else we was going to talk about. And child, I'm I, listen, love is blind and all that. I'm so sick of all that shit. I don't know what to do. I can't, I'm going to start it. I'm going to start the new season at some point, but I have to be, am I the only one that has to be like in a mental headspace for shows like Love is Blind? I don't know what it is, but like, you know, they cast just the most trash-ass people every season. We ain't got no Lauren and Cameron and I don't know how long. And I was just like, uh, I just I have to be oh, I have to be in a headspace to deal with them, okay? Until then, I'm just focused on sex education. That's my shit. Anyway, let's get to Loki. All right, your Get Ready With Me Loki Season 1, Episodes 1 through 2 starts right now, okay? Now, look. It's important to note that we haven't seen Loki anywhere in the MCU since the end of Loki season one, with the exception of the post credit scene of Ant-Man and the Walsh Quantumania, which is kind of, it's more of a Loki scene, okay? Obviously, the scene is straight from Loki season two, so it doesn't really count. But we have had many developments in the actual multiverse saga since then. We've had Spider-Man No Way Home. Y'all know uh, uh, it tore up everything, okay? That's when all the Spider-Mans just came together to stop all the villains that came from across the Spider-Verse. And you know it was a whole thing, okay? Tore that ass up. Then that led us to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness where both him and my girl Wanda, okay, <laughs> tore up everything too. Then, you know, you had my my uh, my people's Shang-Chi and Kamala Khan introducing us to the artifacts, which is that's going to be the Ten Rings and uh, the Bangle. So we know, we don't know how, but we know they're going to be important to the multiverse saga in Shang-Chi and the Land of the Ten, the Ten Rings and uh, Miss Marvel. We even had What If, which was confirmed to be MCU canon because, you know, it actually played directly into like Multiverse of Madness. So... So somewhere out there, Ultron with the Infinity Gauntlet is running amok. Now, where are, we don't know, but it's happening, okay? But never forget that Wanda, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch, kicked all of this off by becoming the Scarlet Witch and wreaking havoc in Eastview, New Jersey, and reading the Dark Hole. So that's really what kicked this whole multiverse thing off because, you know, she was trying to jump from uh, a timeline to timeline, even though it's only one second timeline, according to Loki, but trying to jump from uh, dimension to dimension, world to world, trying to figure out if there's anywhere where she can have that Wanda's kids, okay? So... Child, she she running amok too, but am I going to say shit to her? Nope. Also important to note, remember, during Avengers Endgame, OG Loki wound up with the Tesseract. Y'all know that's one, that's, you know, what held one of the Infinity Stones, that big square, <laughs> and uh, sent himself, a variant is what we're going to call him, to another timeline. 
This is where Loki season one, episode one opens up. The TSA, specifically my girl, Wanmi Masaku, you know, we know her from Lovecraft Country, His House, Black Mirror, We Own This City, which is such a a great limited series if you haven't watched it please watch it it puts you right back in the days of the wire so all good stuff that's where she and her hunters find them or her minute men i guess you call them that's where they find them you know that's my girl okay after she beats his ass and takes him back to the tva aka the time variance authority loki sees that things are real here okay he can't use his powers time doesn't work the same lots of things are different for our boy loki once Loki has been put in his, like, TVA jumpsuit, you know, he kind of a prisoner at this point. You know, they put him up in Yonder, and then they uh, kind of walking him along to see what his fate's going to be. We see the Miss Minutes video, which is probably the most important part of this episode, because it establishes the MCU's multiverse and how it became to be. So, according to Miss Minutes, there was a multiversal war long ago. Countless timelines battled for supremacy, almost destroying everything. The timekeepers, which of course we learn at the end of Loki, are just robots, and Kane the Conqueror is really in charge of the girls, okay, came together to establish peace among the sacred timeline. Now they protect it and preserve it. But every now and then a variant comes along, which is someone who has veered or slipped off their own timeline, hint, hint, Loki. It can be caused by anything that's like not supposed to happen. So being late to work one day, uh, starting an uprising when you're not supposed to, that kind of stuff. Regardless, it created a nexus event, which unchecked could lead to the next multiversal war. To stop any of this from happening, the TVA was created by the timekeepers. So there you go. Now you know a little bit about the background and why the TVA is so damn important, supposedly. We meet Mobius M. Mobius, played by Owen Wilson, who is investigating a variant somewhere in time that is causing all types of carnage, okay? We know, of course, that this is a Loki variant, a retcon from the comics. It's the Enchantress, but who is now a Loki variant in this show, okay? It's Sylvie. Y'all remember Sylvie from the first time? Okay, not me ruining the episode for y'all had <laughs> If you haven't seen it before, okay, go watch the damn show first and then come back and listen to the episodes, okay? Um, uh, we also meet Judge Ravana Renslayer, who I love. Uh, she's trying, she's trying Loki in court for all his crimes against the Sacred Timeline, and she explains that what the Avengers did because Loki, you know, he couldn't wait to bring them up. Well, they was the ones going back in time and uh stealing shit and doing shit they ain't had no business. But she's like, okay, that was supposed to happen. Okay, that was necessary. But what wasn't supposed to happen was your ass getting a tesseract and then coming here for some reason. I don't know. Uh, but that's why he's here. Mobius arrives and he makes an agreement with Ravana to let Loki help him with the murderous uh, variant that he's hunting, saving Loki from being reset, a.k.a. sent to the void, which we learned about in episodes four and five. Mobius takes Loki to a room to basically go through his life. Loki wonders why no one has ever heard of the TVA previously, and Mobius says it's because they've never needed to know. Mobius starts asking him question after question about his intentions, about his past, etc., etc., all to try to see if he can ultimately learn more about the dangerous variant that he's hunting. It's a Loki variant, like I said earlier, so Loki's mind should hold the key. Lo Mobius, after like some banter, like started, you know, all that kind of crap, they uh start playing a Loki's like greatest hits compilation, basically. Here and now, y'all know. 
Uh, starting with him failing to best the Avengers, which we all see in the first Avengers movie, a.k.a. the Battle of New York City, okay? We even find out that Loki was D.B. Cooper, who was like that airplane hijacker who had stolen like $200,000 and disappeared and was never found again, okay? Loki has led a life, okay? And you know we find out he uh, supposedly gender fluid and uh, uh, bisexual and all like that. So Loki, uh, <laughs> he been, he been, uh, be, he been becoming the girls and he been sleeping with the girls too. So when we, you know, we live, okay? Loki still isn't taking anything seriously until he sees a timeline where his mother is still alive, but he's responsible for his death. Now, remember, this particular Loki, this is the one after Avengers Endgame. The mama, I don't think, I don't think she died until uh, Dark World, so that was the second Thor movie. So that hadn't happened yet. So far as he knew, his mammy was still alive, okay? It's all kind of, you know, boo hockey and boo swanky, okay? He even finds out that he's responsible for his death. So, whoo, he got a lot on his mind, okay? Hunter B-15, a.k.a. my girl, Wanmi Masaku, comes and interrupts and calls for Mobius. She tells him that while he's wasting time with Loki, they just lost another unit, meaning Sylvie, the dangerous Loki variant, a.k.a. the Enchantress. You, I can't stand that damn Enchantress. You know why? It's because I play Marvel Snap. I told y'all this before on other Marvel episodes. I play Marvel Snap, and them, certain characters piss me off so bad in that damn game that it makes me hate them, their characters on, like, actual media, too. N nothing here nor there. But you know what? Let me tell you why I hate it, okay? So, a lot of my decks, I got Wong in them because I like my stuff to happen twice. He, like, does the on-reveal things twice and stuff like that. But she cancels out all that, and her raggedy ass, she really gets on my nerves. This is neither here nor there. Y'all probably don't even play that game, okay? Never mind. Um, in the meantime... Loki has escaped, and he started exploring the TVA, and when he sees that even Infinity Stones are useless in the TVA, he has a bit of an epiphany, and he goes back to the interview room and kind of just, you know, molds and, you know, broods and waits for uh, Mobius to come back. This is when he starts going through the footage on his own, and he sees all his family members, his dad, that's dead, his mama, that's dead, Thor, probably dead, but he alive, but probably dead too, because he was floating off in space when uh Loki, well, he hadn't floated off in space yet, but right after that, Thor got, not Thor, Thanos got in that ass and he was floating in space, dead, if it wasn't for the Guardians of the Galaxy. See, Infinity Wars, okay? Anyway, he sees all of this and he's, it's just, it's wearing on his soul, okay? His spirit is weary. He even sees the timeline where Thanos kills him, which is the beginning of Infinity Wars, I told y'all. Hunter B-15 comes in, and they have a little battle, you know, where Loki actually gets the best of her and sends her to a different part of the TVA. Mobius returns, and Loki tells him about himself, which is uh, what Mobius has been waiting for, like, to hear this entire episode. He needed the insight. This is when he reveals that the variant they're hunting is Loki. Now, cut to Saline, uh, the Saline, Saline, I don't know, Oklahoma. Chad, you know y'all be doing stuff in Oklahoma. I don't know. Uh, in the year 1858, some TVA agents go to investigate a disturbance on a sacred timeline, and they wind up in a field. Boy, they like, okay, no, nah, we're not going to do no paperwork. This ain't nothing. Let's just reset it and go on. Baby, Sylvia popped out. <laughs> Let me tell you, she popped out like a baby pop out. the. You know what the baby pops out of. But she popped out, and she couldn't wait to beat them folk ass and set that field on fire. Woo! A lot go on in episode one, but not really, okay? <laughs> 
We are now on episode two, and we see some other TVA agents going to a Renaissance fair because Sylvie is still causing havoc all over the sacred timeline. Sylvie enchants, because she's the enchantress, but anyway, Sylvie enchants one of the TVA agents, and baby, she opens up a can of whoop-ass, okay? John Cena style. Once she's served her purpose, Sylvie knocks her out too and takes her little communicator, I forgot what those things are called, but maybe it'll come back to me. I don't know. And uh, she drags her through the time portal, okay? We cut to Loki going through his TVA uh, agent training. He's going through with Miss Minutes, child, putting her ass through hell. Mobius comes to get him, and they're all made aware about the hunters uh, from the beginning of the episode that were slaughtered and how one is still missing. This is the one that Sylvie took. Most important thing that comes up in this scene is that Loki explains the difference between illusion projecting, which is depicting an image of oneself uh, on the outside, which is deceptible or perceptible to the outside world, child, some shit, I don't know, and duplication casting, which is recreating an exact facsimile, ooh, child, my damn, <laughs> I'm out of breath trying to explain this shit, recreating an exact facsimile of one's own body in this present circumstance. Now, child, we apparently need to know it because it does come into play kind of like in the later episodes with the void. So around episode four, it might be a little bit important. Episode five, you know, some around there before they get the uh, Kang or Immortus's ass, okay? Obviously, if you remember... We're going to meet many a Loki throughout the series, and we see a myriad of power. So this is kind of like foreshadowing what's going to develop on the show. During this prep meeting, though, Loki also learns that a meeting with the timekeepers is like a possibility. So now he actually wants to like, you know, they think they're telling them that to kind of get him to, you know, stay on track. But they don't know the, the trickster, the god of the trick, okay? The god of mischief, how he's going to turn his own weave, what's called, uh, weave his own web of mischief and all this kind of bullshit, I don't know. We're now at the same Renaissance Fair that the other TVA hunters were at during the beginning of the episode, and Loki asks an important question. Why not just go back in time before the attack and catch the Loki? Morbius answers because it's a Nexus event, meaning that a variant has stepped off of their timeline, and it destabilizes the time flow, so that a branch is going to keep changing, it's going to keep growing, and you know, that's why they actually do what they do. So they have to show up in real time. We also get a reminder about the reset charges, you know, the things that we see in every episode that, like, happens with, boo, right after Loki got taken in episode one, they reset that timeline, so the Mongolians that had encountered him, you know, they, they were like, girl, we ain't see nothing, I don't know nothing, I don't know nothing what's happening, girl, it's okay. But we get a reminder that the reset charges um, are used every time there's a Nexus event to prune the affected radius of the branch timeline. They become aware that Sylvie has actually taken a hostage in this case, which she's never done before. So that's very important. We know this is because she wants to find, like, she wants them to find her and she wants to meet Loki. While they're trying to look for Sylvie, Loki is wasting time by trying to convince them that he can capture the Loki variant now that he knows more about his mind. Child... After a ton of rambling and asking about a meeting with the timekeepers and assures that he won't disintegrate after uh, finishing the assignment, Mobius clocks what he's doing and they have to little time to like prune that timeline and to get back to the TVA. So mission derailed, mission failed. We see that Mobius and Ravana have a pretty close relationship and she is basically trying to figure out why the mission failed and why Mobius is choosing to trust Loki. And Mobius is basically saying that I need to learn as much about Sylvie as possible. After leaving her office, 
Loki is right there waiting for him and Mobius tells him, it's time to get your fucking ass up and work, just like Kim K said, okay? He takes him to the desk where all the files are and tells him to go through them and think like a Loki. After Loki tries to wield his way into some classified files about the creation of the TVA, the beginning of time, the end of time, etc., etc., he finally is forced to get back to reading his own file where he has an epiphany. The file he's reading is talking about the total planetary destruction of Asgard, you know, of course, his planet, his home planet, and of course, which we saw in the events of Thor Ragnarok. So go rewatch that movie if you don't remember what I'm talking about. Ragnarok actually occurs in the comics every so often, so it's not totally out of the ordinary, but it still makes him realize that the Loki variant is hiding in Apocalypses, which he uh, runs to tell Mobius because this is like the key to solving everything. Obviously, this makes sense because no matter how bad you fuck up the timeline where an apocalypse is about to happen, there's no branch in time. So, like, that world is about to end anyway. So, uh, fuck it up, sis. It's about to, everybody about to die anyway. Loki wants to test this theory at a real apocalypse somewhere in time. And after a lot, a lot of hesitation, Mobius finally agrees. They head to Mount Vesuvius in Pompeii, Italy in the year 79 AD. Despite Mobius' advice, Loki makes huge disturbances that would like <laughs> that would normally have huge implications on a timeline, but they have none, literally none. Loki was right. Mobius looked at that little thingy thing that he carried around that I said I can't remember the name of, and he sees no variance energy and no timeline branching. So now it's time to get to work, trying to figure out what apocalypse the evil Loki variant Sylvie is hiding in. After a long conversation about free will and the timekeepers and uh, the Beyonce concert, Mobius has an epiphany. And he remembers that Sylvie left something behind at one of the branch timelines. Some bubblegum named Kablooey, okay? Kablooey. They figure out that the gum was like when it was made and how long it was in production. And they cross-referenced it with the apocalypse that occurred during that lifespan. And boom, they came up with Alabama 2050, okay? So all you Alabamans in the year 2050, all right, girl, watch out, sis. Ravana tells, Mo <laughs> Ravana tells Mobius what a dumbass he is for trusting Loki, but she ultimately approves the mission for a full task force to go to Alabama. So here we go. Hunter B-15 gives the group a rundown of the mission before they go. Most importantly, she reminds them that the evil variant, Sylvie, has been taking their reset charges every time she attacks one of their task force. So obviously she's planning to use them for something big. They head to Alabama 2050 to the, I think it's the Roxcart Superstore. And you know from the comics, y'all know the Roxcart, you know, y'all know the Roxcart Superstore. You know, uh, but remember, they're not in the TV anymore, so Loki has full use of his powers. Hunter B-15 says that Loki is coming with her, not Mobius, because he can't be trusted. And Loki reassures everyone that it's fine, he'll go with her, that in time they'll all gain his trust, all this kind of stuff. As they all set out on their own individual groups, we see the screen pan out to a security room where the variant is watching them on monitors and has set a timer for 20 minutes. Ooh, so ominous. Hunter B-15 and Loki come across a man shopping in the store. Suspecting that it's the variant, Hunter B-15 approaches and Sylvie enchants her real quick and assumes her body. Now look. Hunter B-15 is being controlled by Sylvie, and they have some banter back and forth, her and Loki. But we cut to an area where all the customers are, like, taking up shelter in the storm. 
one of the hunters or the Minutemen, whatever, they rush in to get the rest of the crew and they take them to a room where Hunter C-20, now not B-15, this is C-20, this is the Hunter that Sylvie used to open up a can of whoop-ass, John Cena style, at the beginning of the episode. Child, she in the floor, she's scared, shook, panicking, she had him nervous, look, I'm panicking. You know, she was over there and low-key she was losing her mind. Well, at least Sylvie didn't kill her, so I guess, child, that's a plus, I guess. As Loki and Sylvie walk through the store, she drops Hunter B-15's body and she enchants someone else. Loki reveals his plan to overthrow the timekeepers and wants Sylvie to be his second in command. Sylvie ain't having none of that shit, okay? She has no interest in ruling the TVA. She has much bigger plans, which are going to be revealed in just a moment. Back to Mobius and the other hunters. C-20 is telling them that she just wants to go home and she rambling like my ass every time I get in front of a microphone, okay? But here's the kicker. She tells them that she gave Sylvie the location of the timekeepers. Child, they panicking, okay? They're scared, shook, panicking. Back to Loki and Sylvie. Sylvie has now switched bodies again and proceeds to whoop Loki's ass in front of the, uh, I will, child, in the body of a January 6th insurrectionist, okay? <laughs> Not to judge a book by its cover, but I know for a fact I saw that man there, okay? Anyway, Sylvia's still uh, fooling with the reset charges, and now they're all down to, like, one minute. Sylvie drops this man and finally reveals her true form and lets Loki know it's been about her, okay? Not him. Yes, Sylvie, the evil Loki variant is a woman, not a man that they all just assumed it was, okay? Child, those reset charges go off but not in the Superstore, okay? So it's not like a bomb attack that they were expecting. They're being transported all over the Sacred Timeline. She's bombing the Sacred Timeline, essentially. The folks back at the TVA are scared, shook, panicking, including Judge Renslayer because they're looking at the monitors. Branches are coming all out of the Sacred Timeline right now. It's ridiculous. Sylvie opens a portal and she walks through it, but she leaves it open for Loki. Child, Mobius and the others are screaming for him not to do this, but he walks clean through. And that is where episode two ends. Woo! Okay. You know what? I'll tell you. I don't this is probably like the hmm, maybe like the third or fourth time I've rewatched Loki all the way through. It's a little better this time. This isn't actually, you know what, in the beginning, this wasn't where I had the episodes. I always thought that episode one was like, you know, a fantastic premiere. It got me invested. Episode two, I was like, okay, still good, whatever. Episode three is where it kind of gets like, oh, girl, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. But then it goes back up. It's like a V for me. We've reached the bottom, but now it goes back up. Even though the finale and the Loki finale, that's okay. It still introduces us to Jonathan Majors as one of the best actors in the MCU, okay? That just is what it is. Y'all... I'll be back probably in like two days <laughs> to drop another episode on y'all talking about episodes three and four. I hope you've enjoyed me talking about the Beyonce concert, talking about my vacation, and getting ready with me for low-key season two, okay? Y'all, I've been Kendrick, and I'll see ya! Oh, Wow! You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. 
Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at Reality Comics 2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.